Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Gian. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, August 1, 2021. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. Once more, we thank God it's Friday, the fifth and the last Friday of our first anniversary month of July 2021, July 30, 2021. Remember, if we want to situate ourselves within the liturgical calendar. Tomorrow, July 31, is the feast of the great saint, Saint Ignatius of Loyola, who was a soldier when uh, wounded while convalescing, he was reading lives of the saints. Later on, he founded, as a soldier, a company, a company of Jesus, Compania de Jesus, in Latin, Societas Jesu, S-J, Jesuits. So tomorrow is their great day, and remember, Pope Francis is the first Jesuit to become Pope. So we should rejoice with him on the first day, feast day, which is his death day, 1556. Then on Sunday, the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time, August 1, is the feast of another great saint. Saint Alphonsus of Liguori, who was a lawyer. He founded our good friends, the Redemptorists. He died in 1757. So we look forward to these days, and we are here on a Friday to read not only the gospel assigned for cycle B, but also the gospel for cycle A according to Matthew, as well as the gospel for cycle C according to St. Luke. Again, let me make it clear. We are trying to read the three and reflect on the three Gospels because there is always a point of convergence among the three. 
And there is always a point of relevance, I see, relevance to our day-to-day -day Christian living, especially this time when we want to be personally affected by the Archdiocesan celebration of the 500th year of Christianity in the Philippines on the one hand, then on the other hand, because this time we are still personally afflicted by COVID-19 and its variants. That's why I include in our reflection the Gospels cycle A according to Matthew as well as the Gospels for cycle C according to Saint Luke because I tell you there is a point of agreement on a certain lesson that we have to consider as relevant to our days. So we have therefore the cycle B, Gospel according to St. John, chapter 6, verse 24 to 35. But, I repeat, we refer to Matthew and you refer to St. Luke. So that we see this point of relevance to our life. But then, let us pray before we do that. God, our Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read with faith your word, reflect on it with hope, and realize it with love, following your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, from whom we find freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we kindly ask our Gillian Bestiel to read for us the uh, Gospel for today as we open our Bibles to St. John chapter 6. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father God has set his seal. So they said to him, What can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, 
This is the work of God that you believe in the one he sent. So they said to him, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, It was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tillian. And now you see that this gospel is connected with Matthew's version of the miracle of the multiplication of the loaves of bread, as well as connected with the gospel according to St. Luke. We will see. First, the miracle of the multiplication of the loaves of bread. Jesus noticed that the crowds following him you know how many they were? According to the record, 5,000 men. Not counting the women and children, maybe 3,000 of them. So 8,000 men were following Jesus for three days now. And so they had a problem. The disciples said, Lord, we have a problem. It is already evening. And we have no supper for them. So, to solve the problem, they suggested to Jesus, dismiss the crowd. Let them go away and then we have no more problem. But Jesus said, no, they don't have, they don't have to go away. Feed them yourselves. And Andrew said, how can we? We only have five loaves of bread and two fish. And what is that among so many? So definitely Andrew himself did not trust, did not know Jesus enough. And so Jesus asked Philip, Philip, you are from here, Bethsaida. You know where the bakeries are. Where can we buy enough food, enough bread for all these people to eat? And Philip, who was an accountant, he counted, even if we raise 200 days wages, won't be enough to buy food for them, even to take a little. Again, Philip did not know who Jesus was. And so Jesus, who really wanted to feed, the hungry. He wanted to satisfy their hunger. So he said, bring those five loaves and two fish to me. And in secret, while the people were grouping together, he multiplied 
the loaves of bread to feed, I repeat, 5,000 men, not counting women and children. That really was a corporal work of mercy because Jesus, his heart was moved with pity when he saw the crowds hungry. So he was feeding the hungry, an act of mercy. He placed himself in the shoes of the miserable. Let us leave it at that. Let us go to St. John's narration of what happened after that. After that, the people who had eaten in Bethsaida, they were looking for Jesus. But Jesus had already escaped to the other side of the lake. And they said, when they finally found him, said, Lord, where have you been? We have been looking for you. <laughs> and Jesus said, Kamuno, nangita mo na ako, no? Kay nakakaon man mo. Just because you ate of the loaves of bread I multiplied, you look for me? No, he said, you should look for the food that endures eternal life. If I had been feeding you for your body, with a food for your body, now I want you, Jesus said, I want you to also be fed with the food for the soul. Have faith in me. Have faith in me. Believe in me for who I am. I have come down from heaven. I have been sent by the Father. So believe in me. You see, if you remember in Caesarea Philippi, Jesus wanted to have a performance audit. He wanted us an opinion survey when he asked his apostles, Whom do people say I am? And the apostle said, after all the miracles you have performed, after all the parables you have told, people say you are Elijah, you are Jeremiah, you are one of the prophets, etc. Napakasakit, Kuya Edi, we say. Imagine, after all the miracles and the parables, they did not know who Jesus was. But okay lang with Jesus. He did not complain. He knew at least that he was not yet effective as far as they could. So, Jesus here in the Gospel according to John, you must look for me as the bread of life better than the manna that Moses gave you in the desert. Believe in me as sent by the Father. That's all. At this point, that's what Jesus is saying. That don't just look for food for the body, but long for food for the soul. Faith in me. Believe in me and behave accordingly. So that's what is contained in the Gospel according 
to St. John. Now we go to the Gospel according to St. Luke. How is this connected with the first two? This way. There were two brothers. The younger brother approached Jesus and said, Lord, help us solve our problem of inheritance. Then Jesus said, I am not an economist, but I tell you as a moralist, something is wrong with you. There is greed between you. One of you does not want to give, the other wants to get what is not even his. Sabi ni saya, kamungduha, dunay daw, kadi manghatag, dunay hakog, ayastang iyaha, iyahon. So Jesus, to answer the two brothers, told them a parable. A parable of a rich man, very honest man. He was rich because he was industrious. Then, that year, his land produced a bountiful harvest. He was lucky. So he said, what shall I do? My barn is small. Ah, I shall build larger barns so that there I will store everything for many years. And then I will say to myself, eat, drink, relax, enjoy, etc., etc. He was full of eyes. I shall do this, I shall do that, I shall do this, I shall do that. Then God came into the picture. He said, you rich guy, you are a fool. You do not count on me. I am the author of nature. I gave nature the power to give you fertile soil, to give you good weather. That's why you had a bountiful harvest. You fool. If tonight I take away your life, to whom will all these belongings go? So there you are. Greed. Greed in all its forms. Why therefore, if you go back to Matthew, why therefore some people do not feed the hungry? Why some people do not give to feed the hungry? Greed. Greed. If you remember the Philippine church, bishops, priests, and lay people in that plenary council concluded after a long survey the root cause the root cause of the poverty and underdevelopment of our country is greed greed in all its forms greed for power greed for profit greed for prestige and privilege 
They say this is the root cause of our poverty and underdevelopment. If there is now so much hunger because of unemployment, etc., etc., there is the need of the hour to give, to feed the hungry. There is that need, but then, aside from giving food for the body, we should also concern ourselves with the food for the soul. Belief and behavior. Belief in Jesus Christ and behavior accordingly. This now is what we need as we try to feel affected by the 500th year of our Christianity, at least in Cebu. We should feel affected by what is planned and scheduled already. But on the other hand, we continue to find, face, fight COVID-19 and how precisely we should try kneeling. Try kneeling in prayer because Jesus alone can give what we need. In Him alone can we find. He already has said it. So here we are. The three Gospels point to one need of the hour. There is so much food, I tell you, at the end of the day, so much food in restaurants. But why are there so many hungry people on the streets? Because there is no attempt to really feed the hungry with the food available. This may interest you to know that it has been Cardinal Vidal's idea to precisely, to precisely invite people to take food from restaurants and recycle them to the taste of the poor and feed them day after day in the cocina in Santa Marta. That has been our idea that we have been sustaining for the past 10 years. But I'm just giving you an idea. There is still time and space for us to feed the hungry now by giving what we have, which we do not own anyway. Why people are greedy? Why this farmer was rich and was selfish, was full of ice? Because he did not count on God. He did not look up to God as the author of nature, and he did not look around to others who may be his co-workers, his tenants, who must have helped him produce that bountiful harvest. Pope Francis has already been warning us that there are three eyes of the modern world that we must guard against. I have said this many times before. I ignorance, I indifference, 
and I individualism. Ignorance of who God is, ignorance of our own creaturehood, ignorance of our dignity, our destiny, and our direction. Ignorance. Indifference. People do not care what's happening around them. They do not concern themselves what, with what is needed by others. They are just full of eyes. And thirdly, individualism. They are just having and living and letting live all for themselves individually. So these are the cure for the greed that we see now. Thank God agreed only of a few. This is rooted in the lack of love or the loss of it, of money. Look, St. Paul has said that the love of money is the root of all evil. But we Filipinos say no. Love of money is the root of only half the evil in the Philippines. Lack of money is the root of the other half. So we have to face two, two halves of one evil. Love of money by a few and lack of money of many. So there you are. The three Gospels kind of challenge us so that when Mass is over, what are we giving to others? We ask ourselves. When Mass is ended, what do we give to feed the hungry among the poor? So this is, I repeat, the need of the hour. We may be staying home safely and around us in the neighborhood there are many hungry men. Mother Teresa has already told us, if you cannot feed a hundred people, feed just one, and that one work of mercy would be enough to get you to heaven. Long before Mother Teresa, St. Ambrose, St. Ambrose of Milan, once said, if you meet a man dying of hunger and you do not feed him, you are killing him. Imagine. So there you are. No more greed. No more selfishness. But generosity. Charity. Gen generosity with love of God with him. Seeing Jesus in the poor is charity. So here I pause.
for some of your reflections, which I repeat, you can make from different angles, under different aspects, and for different applications. Morning, Monsignor. This morning's once again, you have emphasized need to feeding the hungry among the poor. May I ask you, Monsignor, as an individual, how can I do that? Okay. First of all, we are born individually. And we have to save ourselves individually. So giving alms must be individual. But I repeat, not individualistically. Because as individuals, we have been entrusted into agencies, into institutions, family, church, school, government. And so, if we want to feed the hungry as individuals, we must also count on institutions. This reminds me of Archbishop Kamomot. I told you this before, but I repeat it. Because I cannot forget this. At one breakfast in the Archbishop's residence with Cardinal Vidal, Archbishop Kamomot had just resigned from the Archdiocese of Cagayan de Oro and had asked to be made a simple parish priest. And Cardinal made him parish priest of Pardo, the last barangay of Cebu City. So while eating our breakfast, Cardinal reminded the Archbishop, Remember, ha, Archbishop, you are now within Cebu City. And we have an ordinance here that as individuals, you cannot give alms to the poor on the streets. And the Archbishop Kamomo said, Your Eminence, to whom man the eye we give? And Cardinal said, You give precisely to the agencies, to the institutions, Aron Silanay Muhatag Nanto sa individuals. Institutions. But then, Archbishop Kamumut said, You know, Cardinal, institutions do not go to heaven, but only individuals go to heaven. Cardinal Vidal said, Okay lang, okay lang, Archbishop. Just do what you have been doing and don't just be caught. <laughs> so that's it. It's true. It's true. But this ordinance in the city of Cebu not to cause traffic by stopping just to give alms to the poor on the streets is a good ordinance so that we call on the institutions to do that for us. But I repeat, at the end of the day, salvation, making ourselves holy, setting ourselves apart by giving alms, 
is individual because salvation is individual. Questions. <clears throat> morning, Monsignor. Mo morning. You have made it clear that aside from food for the body, there must also be food for the soul. As lay person, how do we do that? Precisely, I have been telling you that not only should we concern ourselves with feeding the hungry with food for the body, but also be concerned with feeding their souls. How? During this 500th year of our Christianity in the Philippines, we become aware that, thank God, we have been gifted with what? Among others, we have been gifted with the Catechism, the Doctrina Christiana, the very simple printed Catechism for the first time in the Philippines. After 500 years, what are we gifted with? The Catechism of the Catholic Church. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which was drafted by no less than then Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger in a commission, they drafted the whole Catechism which tries to explain in very simple terms the commandments of God, the seven commandments of the church, the, the virtues and the values, the Our Father, etc. That is what we are gifted with and therefore what do we give to others? For me, either the catechism of the Catholic Church or we go out to teach after having read the catechism, we go out to teach, to feed the souls of people, starting at home, then the neighborhood. That alone is, for me, is enough feeding the souls with food for souls, belief in God, in Jesus, and in the church. <clears throat> Morning, Monsignor. Aside from kneeling, how do priests deal with parishioners who are rich but greedy? You are now challenging us. How do we deal with parishioners who are obviously rich for one reason or another by their own industry and good works? But somehow greedy. We have been warned not to preach against the rich because they are just as souls as the poor. What we have then to do when we go up that pulpit to preach about greed, we adapt what Jesus did. We use parables. The parable of this rich man who was a fool is a good parable to teach that therefore we must become aware that there is a God 
who is the author of nature, etc. The parable of the owner of the vineyard and his tenants. When the tenants were asked to give a share to the owner, they refused. When the owner was sending messengers, they killed them because they were thinking that after all they have been working on the vineyard, they actually own the vineyard. In fact, when the owner decided to send her son, his son, to, to have a share, and they said, let us kill this son, because this son is the heir. If we kill him, then we inherit what he has. So you see, the tenants became greedy because they did not understand. They did not know who the owner was. Another parable, the parable of the rich man and Lazarus at his doorstep. Day after day, Lazarus was there at his doorstep, but this rich man did not at all care for him, did not even give him the crumbs from his table. He just passed by him, ignored him entirely. So there you have three parables that teach us how to fight greed. At home, you will notice this who among children is greedy. Daw di manghatag o kinsay hakog ngahastang dili iyaha iyahon. So, there you are. Be kind to all. Don't talk against this in favor of this because they are all your parishioners, all the souls that you have to save. Nur, I read a certain passage in the, in the Bible. Those who do not work should not eat. How do we reconcile it with feeding the hungry? <coughs> not to generalize, but daghan pudbaya tapulan or displace okay. or priorities mauna nigotom. Jesus, when he said, I was hungry, he did not say because I was lazy. No, I was hungry, period. Mother Teresa said, you feed the hungry and you do not have to interview them. You do not have to take pictures of them. When you give alms to the poor, be kind in your words. Because it's true, some of us are unkind. When we give alms, we say, Pagka maay pa ni Muglawas, nga nang wamang kamutrabaho, pagka tapula ni Mooy, kanang mga, your words, kana will get you to purgatory. Give alms, and that he has also to be commanded, to obey the command, you shall work. That's true. But in the meantime, you do not give him because you know he does not work. Precisely give him work if you want him to work. 
let him fetch water for you, let him mow the lawn, let him, etc. He can do something. So don't just give outright, but also teach him to work in the house so that he would also realize that he has to work for what he wants to eat. Thanks for remaining, reminding us by giving which we have, which do not own any weight. I have heard of another version of the multiplication of the bread. They said the people had their bread inside their deep pockets of their cloth. They indeed just brought them out to share with others. They do not accept the miracle of Jesus, but merely touching them to share. What can you see about it? We, we I, should know how to disprove. I them. know that. That version of the multiplication of the loaves of bread was used by social action people that to solve a problem we must all each one of us contribute they said following the contribution of that little boy that had a basket of five loaves and two fish all the others also contributed but that version I tell you is an insult to Jesus Jesus miraculously multiplied the bread and no questions asked and no questions answered. He cared for the hungry and he multiplied the bread himself after asking Philip, after receiving what Andrew had done, etc. For me, it is, is it good to follow my concerns in helping the poor? Thank you. What do you mean? We have to be concerned with the poor at home, at work, in church, etc. Concern and care. You must first be curious in order to know the concern and the needs of people. That is what is meant by indifference. Some people are so indifferent to what is needed by others. They just close their eyes to what's happening outside their homes. So if Mugib the Aitanior, no side comments para na ay merit sa langit. Kayog mo comment pa di merit na Purgatorio na hinoon. <laughs> Mauna, be careful with giving alms. Be careful with your words. Your motive should be love for him. If he still is not working the bigger, then try to teach him even to say thank you. But don't insult him. It is injurious enough for him to be a beggar and yet you insult Pagyud with your questions 
going back to the feeding of the mini. Why was it a little boy who had the fish and bread? Okay. It seemed this little boy was more prepared than the 5,000 adult men who were there. Is there a meaning lesson why it was a little boy? You read what St. Augustine has said about this. St. Augustine said, if it were the mother of the child who has the basket, and Andrew said, may I have this basket with five loaves of bread and two fish. As Andrew goes back to Jesus, the mother would follow him up with shouting, dress and basket on ya, huh? Because a giver, an adult giver, mostly, mostly is not like a child. The child, when he gave the basket with five loaves of bread and two fish, he gave it to Andrew and he himself was forgotten. If it were the mother who gave those five loaves, after the feeding, he would be standing on a stone and said, Ako to ha, ako to inaghatag to ha, etc. But the little boy, so that's what we should do. When you give, be forgotten for what you have given. Be forgotten yourself. Kita bitaw, no? Muhatag-tag whatever lingkuranan sa simbahan. Naidako kayong donated by, etc., etc. Di kita gustong malimtan. Remember Michelangelo. I told you this before. After Michelangelo had sculptured the Pieta, he immediately gave it to the Pope. His barcada reminded him, Michael, you have no name in your statue. Michelangelo said, not necessary. No need to write my name. No one, no one else can do that. But his barkada said, Kawaton ganina, etc. Na. So, finally, Michelangelo decided to write his name on the statue. You know where? There is man a bandana that crosses her. That's where Michelangelo wrote his name. Michelangelo. If you do not Look at it seriously, you won't be able to read it. How different from many of us. When we give Pepsi Cola Karatula for your Bushyang Sarisari store, mas dako pang Pepsi kaysa Bushyang. So that is the reason why the Bible specifically made this little boy an example of a donor who is eager just to be forgotten, just to give and be forgotten. There is another memorable event in France in the church of 
the Sacred Heart. They had a statue of the Immaculate Conception. One couple visited the church and saw that the pedestal was very ordinary compared to the statue. And a couple, that couple told the sacristan, I will have a silver pedestal for the Immaculate Conception to be placed on. But don't tell anybody. So months after he came back with that pedestal and placed the Immaculate Conception on it. Until now, they said, nobody knows. Nobody knows who gave the silver pedestal. But we, all like it. I remember the school, elementary school of Mabolo, when the principal wanted to, to build a wall along the streets, and he asked for not money but hollow blocks. So people were donating hollow blocks, but every hollow block had the name of the donor. Donated by Mr. and Mrs. Donated by Mr. Mr. Muragog Necho sa cementerio ang wall sa eskwilahan. Kaya di man siya gusto na makalimtan. We give because we love, not because of anything else and not for anyone else. Okay. Remember ha? There is no love without giving, but there can be giving without loving. You may give and say, Alis kayo dyan. That's sometimes what we do during the caroling days in Christmas. When little boys come to carol us, we immediately give them a few centavos that they may go away. That is not good. Love gives, but you can give without loving. And that's not good. Yeah. What do you think of those who are permanent alms asker nga gabalik-balik na lang ta to ask for alms from the participant? Precisely, that is the time for us. Have we really taught them somehow how to be grateful. Perhaps we have been remiss in that food for their souls. That's why they just keep on looking for you for the food of their bodies. They are also hungry to know more about themselves. Someone said, when you give to the poor, leave your phone at home. That's true. That's true. That's very, very true. Yeah. Why do some churches put donated by so and so when it is against the teaching of Christ? That's true. Even magpamisa. Magpamisa, Thanksgiving. Yeah, mention dayon. Mr. and Mrs. Masoko Ogdili mention, etc. That's not good. 
you give and be forgotten. Of course you remember what you give, but you yourself need not be remembered forever. Thanks, Monsignor, for this timely reminder. As they say, give and disappear. Give That's, and disappear. That's good. Give and disappear. Remember, huh? Give and be forgotten. I repeat, you can make your reflections from different angles under different aspects and for different applications. I'm not claiming that I alone can do this. No, you can do that. You can do your own reflections. But mine has been an attempt to precisely connect the three cycle ABC Gospels because there is always a point when they converge and what they converge on is relevant to our daily life. There was an old lady who came out of the church and she saw the beggars at the doorsteps. She went straight to the office and with her right hand on her breast said, I pity the beggars, Monsignor. So the priest said, that hand on your breast should be inside your wallet, your bag. Give, because she did not give any. She just pitied them. So she was really was not moved with pity. Because once you are moved with pity, you place yourself in the shoes of the miserable. And remember her, in times of crisis, when there is a pervasive hunger, there are no private properties. Everything will be common, so there will be no stealing. Remember the hands back of Notre Dame. When he was hungry, he went to a bakery and just took bread from it. He said he was not stealing. He was just taking a part of what is common property. Because in times of hunger, everything is common and you can partake of it. Your any advice to win people to be more charitable, helpful, Uban hadlok manta mailad. Like that is their problem. If somebody has cheated you, that is his problem. At least, honestly, humbly, you have been performing a work of mercy. If he is not truly miserable, then that is his problem. Like when you are told to give back what you have stolen, you restore what you have stolen. Aside from, from telling him to restore what he has stolen, he must also be made to obey the commandment, you shall not steal. So there you are, he is also commanded to obey, just as you are. So in this line of teaching, we hope must stop na lang 
ang pagbasa sa mga magpamisa. Just like in Sacred Heart Paris, hope there will be order coming from the art the uses. What can you see, Monsignor? That's true. I think there will be a time when uh, all these announcements should just be printed a bulletin or placed on the bulletin board because they take time. They take a lot of time from the time allotted for mass, announcements, etc. But people also must be educated not to expect that their names be mentioned by the priest or else they conclude the priest has not at all prayed for their beloved dead. It is better na lang not to give when you don't give out of love. That's true. If you give without loving the person who is asking for you, that's philanthropy maybe, but not charity. Charity is good for both of you who give and the receiver. Some praise means your names within the mass. That's true. That's very true. People should not expect to be named just because he or she has donated this or that. Be like that little boy. Remember Jesus not only multiplied the five loaves of bread and the two fish, he also multiplied the baskets because there were 12 weaker baskets that they filled with the fragments left over. Laymen and women in the parish can precisely give this food for the, their souls to be charitable to give out of love. Salamat kayo, Mons, for giving clarification to all our questions. Monsignor, you have watched the series chosen. How do you find it? You? What? Have you watched the series chosen? How do you find it? The other? Chosen. Chosen. Some praise mention the Danish as part of transparency of accountability. <laughs> okay. But then when you donate that you may be famous or notorious that's no charity just give and be forgotten may I recall what happened to Mother Teresa of Calcutta I told you this before when Mother Teresa was asking funds to build Gaza Sagugma, there was that guy 
necktie and Americana who said, Mother, we like your project, but we are Filipinos. We have to pay tax even for our donations. Do you then issue receipt? Do you give an accounting? Mother Teresa of Calcutta stood up to say, I make no accounting, I give no receipts, only he does. Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's Word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Guillen signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Guillen, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time, 